Welcome to Quality Living Made Simple. This is a podcast to help you create and maintain a quality life. We can do this by implementing simple tips, tools, and ideas. You can find out more at qualitylivingmadesimple.com. Now, here's your host, Joshua Rivers. All right, welcome back to the Quality Living Made Simple podcast. I'm definitely excited today to be able to talk to Matt Ham. And so he is a uh, friend that I was able to meet through uh, the CeeLo tribe, uh, Chris Licurdo. We had a little bit of discussion through email. Um, I got to know a little bit about his story and um, in the process of that, um, decided that I thought it'd be a great fit for the podcast. And for those that are following the blog as well, you'll remember that uh, just a couple of weeks ago, there was a guest post uh, from him as well. And so was definitely glad to be able to share that information. And so with that, uh, Matt, how are you doing? Hi, great, Josh. Man, I'm doing awesome. Well, it's good to have you. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, absolutely, man. And again, thank you so much for the opportunity to come on today. Uh, it's so exciting to me just to meet new people, to to learn more about them, what they're doing, what they're hustling on. That's been the great, greatest part about that that 30 Days of Hustle group that John uh, Acuff put together is that you just really get to kind of collaborate with uh, different people, different walks of life. But, you know, a lot of them have the same passions and same desires. That's just really cool to me. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful to uh, to be on today. Um, but yeah, so I am a father of three. Uh, my wife and I, Liz, live in Wilmington, North Carolina. I was born and raised here, moved away for college, but I've since moved back. And about six years ago, I started an insurance agency here in town. I've always been in the world of sales. It's always been you know, kind of a passion of mine that I felt like I was quote unquote good at. And um, it's really been such a blessing to me. I mean, it's really been uh, an awesome way for me to understand what it's like to grow a business, you know, have fantastic customers and clients that were able to help, you know, with their insurance needs. Uh, however, there's been this kind of passion inside of me ever since I was in high school, really. I went on a mission trip. Uh, to Bimini down in the Bahamas, and we led a vacation Bible school for some of the Bohemian children there. And I came back from that, shared my testimony at church, and a lot of people encouraging me that I needed to pursue speaking. I needed to be a speaker is what people kept telling me. And I was like, well, what does that mean? You know, who's going to listen to a, <laughs> who's going to listen to a 20 year old kid, right? Yeah. And so I really just put my head down, started living life. And somewhere in the middle of living, uh, the dream I won't say it died. Uh, it just got buried under a bunch of junk. And about a year ago, I really felt like there was this kind of flame starting to rekindle inside. And I really felt this calling to to start pursuing uh, this this idea of being a speaker. And I didn't know what that looked like, so I met with a good friend, and he said, Matt, you need to start writing. So started a blog last summer at matham.com which led to uh, a book I wrote um, in the process of editing it now, but the book is called You Make My Life Rich. And uh, I've got an ebook out that is really kind of an introduction to uh, my testimony and what we do at matham.com by helping people redefine what it means rich with the charge to live richly. So it's really been an awesome uh, kind of journey, one that continues to grow and change and one that I'm just, uh, man, I'm just grateful to be a part of. And, uh, you know, so that's really kind of who I am and what I do. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed being able to read through that ebook to be able to kind of get a, a look at your um, story 
And so um, a lot of ups and downs. Um, and so kind of how a lot of our lives are. Um, but I, I love the way that you're able to put the perspective the way that you did. Well, it didn't, now, um, it didn't, um, I was just going to say, you know, the funny thing is, Josh, is that we get in the middle of our, of our own journey, of our own struggle. And I think that we fall into the trap of believing that we're on an island, that nobody else struggles, you know, that nobody else is going through tough times. I mean, do you ever feel that way? Oh, no, yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. You kind of you get in this moment, you're like, oh my gosh, nobody has ever experienced this before. This is the worst thing ever, or whatever, you know? And the reality is that's not the case at all, is that life is full of struggle. Life is full of ups and downs, like you said. And and so what we what we try to do, um, what I try to do, is help folks understand their purpose in the midst of struggles and their purpose in the midst of um you know, trials that they may encounter and kind of how to walk through those. And it's it's one that, man, I'll tell you what, the, the more stories I hear, the more I am convinced that you know, struggle is a necessary part of, of living a rich life, you know, of living a life that influences others. Um, so, you know, again, if you start to look at it from that angle, you know, it always makes you want to kind of embrace, um, you know, anticipate those, those, those challenges. So that's kind of the idea, um, behind all of it. Definitely. Now with the idea that we have here in the podcast of quality living, what does that mean for you? And that is a great question. Um, good, good, uh, mentor. I call him a friend. Um, I actually met him um the end of last month i met him the end of march I went to the smart conference down in dallas dave Ramsey smart conference and had a chance to meet andy andrews andy's one of uh one of my biggest influencers and andy always says the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions you ask yourself and so i think you know um w- what it means to live uh, a quality life you know that's a fantastic question to start with so for me you know a quality life that's really what I have gone about defining within my writing, uh, within my platform, if you will. And, and I kind of use the language of richness to describe what that means. Um, and so for me, the, the book and my, my platform, we talk about living richly. And if you look in the Bible, which is, um, you know, huge part of my life, my faith in God is of utmost importance. And so when I seek wisdom, I look in, I look in the word and, and I read Paul's letter to Timothy. So, you know, Paul, the apostle Paul, if you know his story, Paul was, he was a hater. You know, he was a, he was a Jewish Pharisee who held the law. And so when Jesus came to kind of redefine, uh, you know, what life was about, Paul hated that. And Paul did everything in his power to kind of overturn it. However, when he had his encounter with the Lord um, on the road to Damascus, he was changed. And he went on to become uh, probably the greatest influencer of the early early church. And, you know, of course, continues with his uh, 13 letters and books of the New Testament that he wrote. But in the letter of Timothy, it's kind of unique because Paul's writing to Timothy. And Timothy is a younger uh, man. So it's kind of like this. I, I kind of get this vision of, are you, are you a Star Wars fan, Josh? Yes. Okay. So in my book, in my mind, uh, in the book of my mind, if you will, you know, the Apostle Paul is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. And and, <laughs> you know, and Timothy is Luke Skywalker. So so Paul sees the the force, if you will, the, the life force of the spirit of God living in Timothy. And he's kind of like 
teaching. He's like his Padawan, right? So he's teaching him, you know, how to use the force. And so I, I really had this uh, kind of funny uh, vision in my head of, of Obi-Wan Kenobi speaking to Skywalker, you know, in, in, uh, in A New Hope in the fourth Star Wars film. And I, I kind of got this vision of Paul speaking to Timothy. So the end of that book in First Timothy chapter 6, Paul looks at, at Timothy and he says, the love of money is the root, is the root of all evil. Um, he says, rather pursue godliness and holiness and teach those who are rich not to put their hope in their wealth, which will fade away, but to put their hope in God who richly provides for our needs. Teach them to be rich in good deeds so that they may know the life that is truly life. Now, that's kind of a paraphrase of what Paul said to Timothy. But as I read those words and kind of had this thought in my head, I said, you know, that is quality living. I mean, that's what life is about. You know, teach those who are rich not to put their hope in their wealth, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides for our needs. Teach them to be rich in good deeds so they may live the life that is truly life. And so my, my kind of idea is, is redefining what richness means and actually trying to define what Paul was speaking of there in richness. Um, and so that's what we do at MattHam.com. I talk about the different principles of living richly, and, uh, and, I, and I believe that that is kind of taking hold of life that is truly life. Okay, so taking that thought, what are um, one or two or three simple things that you do or some ideas that you have or maybe some tools that you use to try to help you to be able to have that better quality of life, that richness as you talk about? Well, you know, in my in my book, uh, You Make My Life Rich, let me, I'll tell a quick story, um, Josh, and, and where this kind of came from. Uh, my aunt was probably one of the most bubbly and positive people that I've ever met. She was very close to me. We lived in the same town, spent a lot of time with her around the holidays, um, you know, and, and of course during the years, I mean, just, you know, going over to her house. So we were, we were very close and she lived kind of the epitome of what I would consider a Disney life. You know, she was a, a romantic at heart. I mean, she always, every story ended happily, you know, it was always, um, you know, Mufasa, um, you know, dies and Simba comes and kind of continues the circle of life that his father left, you know, those kinds of stories. That's just how she lived. And at 48 years old, she was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Now, if anyone ever took a positive approach to some bad information or bad news, if you will, it was my aunt. Cancer was not going to stop her. It wasn't going to be an imposition on anyone. And she was just going to live through uh, her cancer struggle. Well, it really wasn't until the last hour's that they let us in, that it was terminal and that she was dying. And so my uncle called me and he said, Matt, um, if you want to spend some time with your aunt, uh, you, you probably need to come now. And so I got in my car. I was living uh, out of town at the time, um, right after college. And I drove home, uh, sat in her hospital room. And despite the fact there's 20 or so people in the lobby, my, I was in the room with my aunt by myself. And I sat by her bedside and I prayed with her and I talked to her and uh, we really spent some special time together. But a nurse stepped in to help kind of position my aunt. She was in bed having trouble breathing. Her lungs were kind of filling up with fluid. And this aunt, you know, this nurse, I'm sorry, placed a pillow underneath my aunt's abdomen to prop her up. And my aunt grabs a breath of air, looks at this nurse and says, you make my life easy. And without hesitation, this nurse who we don't know looks back at my aunt and says, you make my life rich. And here I am, 
25 years old at the time, 26 years old at the time, you know, chasing richness in my life. I was selling real estate at the time. I was pursuing the dollar. And at that point in time in my life, I was actually, you know, doing pretty good at it. I mean, I had a six figure income. Things were going really good. And so I didn't really understand what that nurse was saying to my aunt. You make my life rich. Well, in my own life, and, and, and of course, you referenced it in the, my ebook, I talk about this. You know, I kind of lost everything financially. You know, I went from six figure income to a five figure income. I mean, it was, it was a complete transformation. And I understood that richness really didn't have anything to do with financial possession. And it was last summer when I sat down, I said, you know, what does it mean? What did that nurse mean? What does it mean you make my life rich? And so that was kind of a story to tell you about where this came from, because in the book, I talk about the four principles of richness. And I break the word rich down into four letters, R-I-C-H. And I assign a principle to each letter. So it helps framework, you know, it gives a framework for the content. So the letter R is recognize that you're broken. So much like someone who had financial wealth would not really recognize that they were, you know, poor, you, you got to understand that you're broken in order to obtain personal richness. So you've got to look at areas of your life that really maybe aren't going the way you want them to, or look at certain wounds uh, from your past that maybe you're har harboring some bitterness towards or whatever. So this broken concept is really the first area of uncovering richness. Um, the second area is the I in the word rich, and that is for investing in others. Um, John Don, English poet, you know, wrote the, the, the famous poet, No Man is an Island. And, you know, it's so true with a rich life is, is that a rich life is not lived alone. You know, a rich life is a life that pours into the lives of others. It empowers others to live richly as well. Um, and it also learns from other people. So, you know, again, investing in others, as I phrase it in the book, yields compound opportunity, you know, opportunity to grow along with others, opportunity to learn from others. Uh, moving on in the, the principles, uh, C uh, is choose to be grateful. You know, this is really a uh, common place. You know, Andy Andrews and his uh, books talks about having a, a grateful heart. Um, this is this choosing to be grateful to me is is more than just saying, OK, I had a tough go of things. I'm just going to have to be satisfied with where I am. Um, ungrateful to me is it's moving. It's organic. Uh, gratitude can make you grateful for, for where you are, but certainly not want you to stay there. You know, so this this gratitude for me is something that's a heart level change of understanding um, that the broken areas were necessary to bring you where you are. So choosing to be grateful is the third uh, principle. And then the fourth principle is something that came out of very, very tough time in my life. Uh, we, you know, found out that we were going to have some difficulty becoming parents. I wrote in my journal um, about six years ago, not quite six, about five years ago. I said, God, humble me by your presence, but give me confidence in your spirit. And so the fourth principle of living richly is the H, and that is humble yourself with confidence. And that's kind of the mentality that we are part of a bigger story. Um, you know, I believe we were created in the image of God uh, with the promise of richness, but we are not the entire story. So we need to be humble in kind of his provision and his presence. So those are really the four areas of, of richness, um, Josh, that, that I talk and write about.
And, um, you know, those are kind of my tips uh, for folks moving, moving down that path. That's excellent. Definitely love that. We'll definitely have uh, that kind of outlined in the show notes as well and a link to your blog in the show notes. Now, um, we also like to look a little bit at some failures that we've had. And so we all have different failures that we have through our life. But we want to look at a failure and then try to see what we can learn from it. Can you um, think of one that you can share with us uh, today? Um, yeah, so I, I kind of alluded to it a little bit in the story there. Um, and and if you if anybody would like to you know read my ebook, um, it, it's really my testimony that kind of explains the story in, in better detail. But you know, at, at 22 years old, I kind of had a, a an opportunity to stay in my hometown to go to work for Merrill Lynch, kind of become a financial advisor. I was going to be a junior partner. It was kind of a setup kind of thing, you know. And I, I took a huge risk on on a you know, recommendation of a friend to go check out a kind of upstart real estate company down in Florida. And it was a huge risk for me because I was getting married at the time. My fiance lived in North Carolina and here I was on an airplane flying to Florida, you know, rather than kind of a, what I felt like was a pretty solid opportunity at Merrill Lynch. I was going to become a associate at a startup real estate firm. Uh, Yet I got down there and just felt like it was what I was supposed to do. So I came back, told the Merrill Lynch guys, hey, I'm moving to Florida. And so I took this huge risk at 22 years old to leave my hometown, the only state I ever lived in, you know, very comfortable there to go pursue this opportunity in Florida. And uh, I get down to Florida and I'm literally thinking, man, that I have, you know, hit a home run. Like, you know, I was a hero. <laughs> I was a hero. And that that was my first mistake. Um because I went in at 24 years old and was in the sales opportunity um, with this company who was really just doing incredible things in the real estate world. But a lot of it was founded on this misconception of the real estate market at the time. And so, you know, here I was making six figures at a very early age and thought that I had just licked it, you know. And so I made decisions based on that. I bought new cars and I bought a house and I bought, you know, a, a investment property and some some of these things. And quite honestly, I, I saw my income diminish by 90 percent. And um, it was an eye opening experience and one that at the time I was pointing a lot of fingers. You know, if these people would just do that, if the company would just do this, if, if, if. And I was pinning blame, you know, on everything when when really and truly the the finger I need to be pointing was at myself. And so, you know, the, the failure was kind of recognizing this. Uh, you know, financial uh, success, if you will, thinking that that was what it was all about and recognizing that it wasn't quickly, you know, coming to reality there. Um, you mentioned to me earlier that what the lesson I learned from that, it's really interesting now, Josh, looking back, um, you know, that was in 2006. Oh man, that's eight years ago. Um, how those parts of my story were necessary for me to really understand what it meant to be rich. You know, for me to really understand it didn't have hardly anything to do with financial possessions. Um, it had more to do with taking responsibility for the decisions that I had made um, and, and starting to put together ways to get myself out. You know, um, that was a huge step for me, understanding that I was responsible um, 
And if I embraced that responsibility, then I could take responsibility to carry carry on. Uh, the second thing, too, is just the whole aspect of forgiveness. Um, you know, you kind of beat yourself up if you do uh, things that, you know, may seem silly or didn't make sense or or whatever it was. But, you know, you really need to forgive yourself and and carry on because you can't harbor um, you can't harbor resentment. More, more importantly, if someone else you feel like has wronged you, which certainly can happen, um, you know, you harbor bitterness against them. It's going to do nothing but cripple you. Um, so those are really the two key lessons that I learned from that failure um, eight years ago that, um, you know, have really helped me today position myself to help folks that may be going through a similar situation. Yeah, bitterness and forgiveness is a very difficult thing for a lot of people to grab a hold of. It's uh, it's one of those things that's easy to say but hard to do oh, um, I, in our own lives. And so, absolutely. Um, but yeah, definitely very, uh, very good uh, uh, lesson to learn um, in that. And so, um, actually, kind of reminds me. I I did um, a podcast episode one time. I was on um, another podcast and talked about that um, because I I'd gone through some things um, that kind of tested the area of forgiveness. Um, with with someone and so it kind of made me do some reflection and so I shared some of the things that I had learned during that time um, there and so yeah definitely a very um, yeah, key thing me. for us to be able to get hold of oh, man shoot me a link to that yeah definitely and actually um, I'll go ahead and put a link in the show notes as well so that um, others can be able to see that if they haven't listened to that yet you know one of the, um, one of the things Josh that I'm really coming to understand is that um you know, people discount the power of their stories. You know, they, they think that, you know, who would care about this or how might this help somebody else? And, you know, I really, I want people to really share their stories. And I understand that it's hard, man. I've, I've been through a lot and I've really, you know, I've had times where, you know, it's certain things that happened to me that probably I haven't shared yet. And I understand there's privacy and personal, you know, things that you want to keep to yourself. But at the end of the day, um, you know, if something happens to you, that can define you and hold you where you are forever as a victim to that circumstance. You know, but as a victor to that circumstance, you, you learn how to be grateful for it and you share it in a way that shows how you've changed. And man, that is that is incredibly empowering to other people. It is definitely, and so that's one thing I'm I'm learning as well. Um, the older I get, and so I'm not old yet, but <laughs> no, it, it, no man, it's, it's, but, it's uh, a constant learning process. It is. Um, yeah. Uh, before we wrap up here, why don't you go ahead and share a little bit more about what you have coming up? Um, as far as um, you have several projects that you're working on, why don't you go ahead and share some of that with us? Yeah, man. Um, it's really. It's, it's something I'm constantly learning, Josh. Talk about constantly learning. That that's really new for me. You know, I've kind of gotten into this thing where I've understood the insurance industry, kind of how to work that. But this this whole online world of building a platform and being on social media and and you know podcasting and and releasing books, it's really been new and and one that's very you know energizing. It's exciting for me. So um, I'm working with some great folks that are really kind of helping me uh, with this uh, this message, if you will, with with kind of encouraging me along the way. And I think that's important. That goes back to the investing in others principle. You know, you've got to lean on others and the wisdom of others, kind of borrowed wisdom, if you will, as you walk your path. And so 
what I'm doing right now is I've just released my ebook, which is called I Am Here. Um, the, the title of the book is kind of a, it's, it has a lot of different meaning. It, it comes from the point in my life when I thought to myself, man, I am here. You know, I've arrived uh, really kind of high on my horse. Um, it comes from the, the lowest point in my life when I recognized, you know, that I was at rock bottom and I am here. And it comes from this recognition recognition that, you know, the whole time you know, I really felt like God was there with me in the highs and the lows. He never left my side. And uh, for that, I was you know just incredibly grateful. So that's it. But it also comes from, you know, my purpose of, of doing all this is I want people to understand, you know, you are where you are. You know, you're in this spot. Um, for a reason. And what does that mean? Um, and if anything, it means that you don't have to stay there. You know, um, you, you've got to understand and be grateful for where you are before you can ever really move on to where you want to go. Um, because if mm-hmm. there's this, this, this aspect of not being grateful, chances are you'll find out that wherever you're headed next, you're not going to be grateful there either. Um, because it becomes about more, it becomes about comparison. And I just don't think there's any growth in that. I heard Andy Stanley say the other day, there's no win, W-I-N, there's no win in comparison. Um, but anyway, so so the ebook has just come out. Uh, I'm giving away that for free. You know, uh, I would just love for people to uh, share that story with folks. So folks can go to my site at mattham.com. You'll see a link there to the ebook. Uh, we're giving that away. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, guest posts and podcasts coming out uh, with some some really awesome folks. Uh, just kind of keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. I am currently finishing up a uh, project that I'm going to probably be calling it the Rich Assessment, R-I-C-H Assessment. And what it's going to be, Josh, is going to be a tool for people to uncover richness in their own life, a tool for them to kind of understand how this four-part as, you know, aspect of richness applies to them and, and move towards how we can help them through that process, which, uh, which leads to, you know, personal coaching. Uh, you know, we're going to pr- produce some tools to help folks along that process. I'm always, um, looking and, and engaging in speaking opportunities. Um, and, and so there's some exciting stuff coming up there. And then my, my manuscript, my book, uh, you make my life rich, is currently in editing, and we're really hoping that um, that'll be something that we can release uh, for everyone the first part of next year, probably, if we put it on a, a time frame. Um, in the meantime, you know, we'll throw around the idea of a podcast and things like that, but, you know, always have my wheels uh, wheels spinning, but would love folks to come to mattham.com to check out what's going on, uh, to get a free copy of the ebook, and, and kind of see where to from here. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very appreciative, Josh, of you letting me come on uh, share my story. I really hope that it encourages people, um, if nothing else, to kind of ask themselves, am I living richly? Uh, what does that look like? And uh, and how can I you know, move in that direction? Well, I think you have a fantastic message. And so I'm definitely glad to be able to share that with um, uh, with the listeners here. Yeah, thank you. So, so uh, we're going to go ahead and say goodbye for now, but uh, definitely keep us posted on um the book and the pro, uh, and the other projects that are going on so that we can be able to follow up with that as well. Absolutely, Josh. And again, thank you, man. And uh, again, if there's anything I can do to help you out and, and, and you continue your uh, hustle as well, man, I, I, I look to do that. Absolutely. Same to you. I'd rather have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Quality Living Made Simple podcast. Please take a moment to share this with your social circles. 
Also, go to simpleliving.us forward slash iTunes to leave a review on iTunes. Now, go and create the quality of life you deserve. Simple, 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 simple.